Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weightloss Idag är det 14 december och det har blivit dags för luckan nummer 14 i Djurgårdens julkalender. Och vi i Hockeytorsk har fått äran att göra en exklusiv intervju med en transatlantisk spelare. Djurgårdens nummer 29 Matt Anderson. En spännande spelare uppväxt på Long Island. Really? I mean, I, I really should look into, you know, like where my last name comes from, you know, it has to come from around here somewhere, you know, um, m- the, my, both my parents, uh, so three of my, <clears throat> three of my, f- of the four grandparents of my grandparents have Italian ancestry, but my father's father, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is like a mix. So, uh, my, my last name has to come from somewhere around here, you know, it really would be interesting for me to look into that, you know, it'd be pretty cool. But where did you grow up? Um, I grew up on Long Island, New York. Uh, it's about 30, like 50 kilometers from New York City. Um, very suburban area. Um, hockey is not the most popular sport uh, where I come from. Um, but it, it is growing now uh, at a, like a rapid rate. Uh, there's a lot of players coming coming up that um you know around the time when the rangers won the Stanley cup uh, in 1994 it was probably like the height of hockey in the united states um uh you know so there's a big big following um and a big you know a big kind of uh, group of kids coming up now they're about 16 to 20 years old now that are really uh really strong players and um but uh you know my uh high school and Uh, youth experience is mostly like based around lacrosse you know that's like, the biggest sport on Long Island and I would say you know the majority of division one lacrosse players in college are coming from uh, either Long Island or Maryland and uh, but Long Island is really known for its lacrosse so hockey wasn't like I said I, I grew up practicing twice a week on half ice for uh, less than one hour at a time until I was uh, 17. Then I started to skate on full ice twice a week for one hour. So, um, you know, uh, I think long-term it helped me, but uh, in the short term, I really wasn't on the ice as a kid and uh, I wasn't really physically developed. But at the same time, it allowed me to uh, to do other things. I grew up surfing on Long Island and um, in my hometown's really close to the beach. And um, I played lacrosse, like I was talking about this other sport. And, um, you know, I kind of developed some of my other skills that uh, over the long term, I think that it benefited me. You know, but short term, when I was 17, 18 years old, I wasn't the greatest hockey player. Um, but when I turned 25, and then, you know, now my skills um, are much more developed because I did do other things, you know, not just play hockey as a, you know, when I was a young kid. Do you think... Um Transatlantic players like you have an advantage of, like, uh, I guess you played baseball when you were a kid. You played lac- lacrosse. Yeah. Like the the feeling for a for a ball. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, but at the same time, we don't grow up playing. You know, I think our feeling on our feet is not as uh, advanced as soccer or football is such a big sport here. You know, um, but yeah, I think um, you know. There's, I don't know. You know, I think and. At home, there's more opportunity to play maybe different sports. You know, you can play f- five to six different sports every season. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, at the end of the day, 
I, I think that if you, I don't think it really so much matters what you're doing. It's, it's what, it's how you do it. And, um, uh, I always say, you know, it's not, uh, the plan, it's how you execute the plan. You know, I think if you do anything in life with passion and, and, uh, good intention and are dedicated and have, uh, persistent and determined, I think that, um, you'll develop the skills and the, the mindset and the physical attributes that you need if that's what you want to do, you know, at least that's what I hope to believe, you know, uh, and that's what I was taught as a kid from my parents. So, so how did it work? Did you go to a ice hockey club or did you start to skate in school? Um, me and my dad started at the same time. Um, it was around the, uh, the 80s, or the late 80s uh, when the Islanders were winning the Stanley Cup. And um, I don't know how we got turned on to it, but we started skating at the same time. And um, he would pick me up from school early so we could go skate. And um, but uh, it's normal; it's normal to play like in a private club. Um, and uh, like there is high school hockey or hockey in in school, but it's uh, <coughs> excuse me um, the times where the pra- the practices were uh, pretty close to midnight. And the games were not at the, were conflicting with the private club games, so I didn't play on the team. I just played on the private club. So, yeah, isn't that expensive? <laughs> yeah, especially on Long Island. Um, I don't know what the what it translates to crowns, I guess, but it's over. It's pretty close to five hundred dollars an hour for an hour of ice on Long Island, where I grew up right now, because energy and. It's just so, and it's such high demand. It's it's incredible how much the ice is the cost to rent the ice for an hour. I guess that would be I don't know uh, five thousand crowns, or you know maybe a little bit less than that. It's uh, you know I was pretty fortunate. Uh, my my parents uh, you know sacrificed a lot, and um, were were able to provide me with the opportunity to play hockey, and um, it's something that uh, you know I think. You know, looking back, maybe I took it took it uh, took it for granted. You know, because uh, my parents are you know such a big part of my development, and you know to get me to where I am today. Have you been to Chelsea Piers? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a pretty big uh, sporting facility now there. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. I mean, the views. I actually did some training this summer um, with Nike and my strength coach at home, Frank Dolan, and. Um, Uh, the, the the skyline is just beautiful. You know, you're out, you don't realize you're in New York City. You know, playing on a field and all this, and then they have the rinks, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Did pretty you play. try the this um, skating machine they have, like this uh, running? Um, yeah, treadmill, the skating yeah. treadmill. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, för att översätta då, som det finns ju på gym så har vi så här löpband, vi sätter igång liksom level 10 så får vi upp en viss fart. Så det finns då motsvarande för ishockey. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, It's uh, at the the rink that I grew up at. They actually have well, they had one. They don't. They no longer have it. But uh, it's a pretty interesting machine. You know, I think the the jury is still out of like how effective it is. But as far as a conditioning tool, it is very very difficult to skate on it. And uh, you can really, um, it's really good for conditioning. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I think that it it can. Um, I'm not so sure how how great it is for your uh, your stride, you know. At t- at times, you know, I think if you, I don't. I'll uh, put it this way: I think if you 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 need to, it's a great tool to use to supplement skating on the ice. I don't think it's what you should do, you know, just <laughs> only do this, you know. But do yeah, you, it's a do pretty you remember amazing. the first time? Like it, it seems to be scary to do. Yeah, it. yeah. You get you have this harness on and everything, and you feel like uh, I don't know, like you're. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's it's scary you know the thing the machine is loud and uh not quite sure what's going to happen you know but luckily i didn't fall so that was good but you were you were a hockey fan when you were young or yeah yeah i uh followed the rangers mostly um and um i was really fortunate um some of the islanders that played um in the 80s that won the stanley cups they stayed on long island and had children and i grew up with a few of their children you know um A guy by the name of Jerry Hart. Um, he played for the Islanders for quite a few years. I grew up with his son, and he was the the guy that kind of funded the rink that I, uh, you know, ended up skating at. You know, I still skate at to this day. Um, and Bobby Nystrom, it's uh, another famous New York Islander. I grew up with his son, 
so I was lucky enough to uh, you know have some pretty good coaches and pretty good experience uh, you know from those you know those uh, those guys but to grow, grow up in uh, on Long Island it's is it special or it's close to Manhattan or yeah yeah like I said it's um it's like 50 kilometers so uh you know it's it's an hour drive or two hours or two and a half hours depending on the traffic um an easy train and um where i'm from is like i said is very close to the the ocean so you also have these beach communities as well you know um i'm not you know maybe you would read about long island you you think of the hamptons and the kardashians and all this nonsense but uh there that's uh about uh you know, 30, 40 kilometers east of where I am. So I'm kind of like directly in the middle. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty, um, it's a very expensive place to grow up. And, um, you know, having New York City so close, uh, there's always something going on, you know, even to this day. I mean, there's tons of concerts and, um, you know, art or anything you can really get yourself into. You know, I think New York has it, you know, Um, it's a pretty, pretty special place. So is it a big difference to live here? Um, you know, I think, um, it's more, I, this is more of kind of a city life for me. Um, but you know, cause I grew up in the suburbs, you know, it's not quite a city. I mean, there's t- tons of people, but it's not quite city living like this. But, uh, this is the, I think this style of living is more for me. I'm, I, you know, at home by me, everyone's driving these big cars and trucks and everything, but I, you know, uh, riding my bike and walking and being outside is what I enjoy. And, um, this is the kind of lifestyle I think ultimately when I look to, uh, you know, settle down, have a family someday, uh, that's the kind of area where I, you know, I will look to settle down in. And what do you think about Stockholm? Um, I don't know, maybe Allie can, uh, Allie, my girlfriend's here with us. Uh, maybe she can, she can help us out with this question, but we, we've, we've had a great experience. Um, we've had pl- like plenty of visitors and, um, you know, pleasant people. And, um, you know, we've learned, uh, so far about the culture and how passionate the fans are, um, for, for their sports. And, um, it's something that I've never really experienced before, you know, uh, sporting events and, f- uh, um, you know, watching sports in the United States is much different, you know, um, it's more of like entertainment and, um, a relaxing atmosphere. Whereas here, you know, um, I think that's the biggest thing of Stockholm that I've, uh, or I don't want to say the biggest thing, but the most, uh, shocking thing to me, you know, I, you know, I'd seen videos and, you know, uh, Jacob Josephson is telling me about the fans and, Alex Erbaum and all these guys, um, you know, played with Matthias to Denby and, and they tell me, oh, the fans are so passionate. And I said, okay, you know, but when, until I really got here, that's, I think, um, I, I really realized, you know, how, how, uh, you know, how much, um, care and, uh, passion they have for the game and for their team and for their Jersey, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty special. It must be very interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like how I was raised um, with my family. You know, um, I was always taught to to play a team game, and I think um, you know, short term, like I talked about earlier, as far as development, I think short term it can. Um, if if you think selfishly, you know, you may, you may it may put you ahead of others. You know short term, you know, but long term when you do things the right way and, uh, you know, you play it as a team. And, um, I think that's, uh, that's, what's going to give you the long term success, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm kind of going off tend, uh, going off the, the mark of the question here, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty like uh, jaw dropping for me. I don't know. I, there's been a lot of awe uh, as far as like, you know, the passion and, and, you know, every night when we're at the arena, you know, how much impact they have on the game. You know, I think, um, all the folks that uh, have come to visit, uh, would say the same thing. That's, that's what they, they leave Stockholm and that's what they remember. They don't, you know, yes, Stockholm's beautiful, you know, old town and 
Sturplan. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but you know, these are really beautiful places, but they leave here and they remember your garden and, and the, and being at Hovet. And that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So you haven't had the, the feeling that the Swedish people are like the chef in the Muppet show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, uh, I've gotten quite a few, uh, uh messages with this muppet uh picture you know my brother-in-law sent it to me uh right after i had signed to come here you know and uh, that's been the big joke amongst my family but uh no um i, I heard uh, the story uh, behind the the character like uh, that was how the swedish people were when they arrived to the states because they couldn't uh, speak english and uh, they just sounded funny well <laughs> I think like, you know, I, I think a lot of the words are fairly similar, you know, um, at least I'm picking up some so far. Uh, I don't think it's too far off, you know, but I, that's the other thing that's made our transition here, um, a bit easier is, you know, how welcoming and how easy it is to speak English with everyone. And I think that it's, um, and me and Allie need to do our part now and, uh, really kind of, uh, you know, embrace the language and, and, and for us to, uh, you know, to learn some and be able to communicate back in Swedish. So, so how do you enjoy life in Stockholm when you don't play hockey and when you spend time together? Um, I, I, we explore the city a lot together. You know, there's a lot of different areas, different neighborhoods. I think, um, you know, we've sort of gotten into a routine. We have our breakfast spot and our, you know, our Thai dinner spot. And um, it's nice to sort of feel like you have a routine when you're far away from home. Um, otherwise, yeah, we try to explore new neighborhoods. And like Matt said, we've had a lot of visitors. So it's made it sort of easy to, to sort of, the time's been passing quickly because of that. So do you follow the team uh, with, uh, and go with them when they travel? No, I stay here when they travel. Um, I've almost gone a couple times, just if it's you know within an hour or two. But um, I, I've stayed here. I watch them. I've watched every game. But uh, yeah. Uh, are you a member of the Facebook group for uh, hockey wives? I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I am a member of that, and the girls have been. You know, all the other girlfriends and wives have been very welcoming. It's it's a nice community to be a part of, and. Um, Yeah, I've had a great time the last couple months getting to know everybody and watching Matt. And, you know, we're here for hockey. We're not. It's nice to explore the city, but um, it's also nice to be here with Matt and watch him work hard and watch him be part of the team and everything. What do you think uh, will be the strongest memory from Stockholm? And you can't say you, Gordon, right now. <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, I think it's early. You know, I think my memory from Stockholm... Uh, I, I don't know. I think that uh, there's a lot of hockey left to be played, you know, and I think that's what I'm going to remember most. And, um, you know, achieving something with the team is obviously something, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, yeah, we've had maybe a couple of wins, you know, we're winning some hockey games lately, but I think you know, at the end of the season is what I'm going to remember the most, you know, and how, um, how far we go and, uh, You know, I think what's really nice for me is to see a lot of the young players and how they're developing, and um, it's really exciting. You know, I I'm not getting any younger, that's for sure. And um, but uh, you know, to to see you know you know the young guys coming up and you know the, the opportunity that they have in front of them, and it's it's pretty exciting to see that you know their uh, you know their development. We have a question from a supporter who sent it to us, and he he was wondering which of the young players do you think has the greatest potential? Hmm. Oh boy, I don't know. I <laughs> I like them all. I really do. You know, I think uh, uh, Lucas Vedemo is is uh, an incredible skater. Um, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, I think that that's that's got to be your best attribute you know and i think uh to be a good hockey player you know and uh it's it's quite it's pretty incredible but uh between olas and england i mean you can't teach how big they are and um you know they're getting better and better every day um 
and you know D- Daniel. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his last name correctly, but Bernhard. Uh, you know, he's got tremendous skills, and it's going to be interesting to see how he develops. Um, but um, I don't think it'd be fair to say that one is uh, has the more potential than the other because I think they're all of those four guys at least, you know. And then you've got uh, you know maybe the next tier up, you know, uh, of guys that are 22. 20 to 24 that are you know on the brink of their career about to step into really their prime and obviously we've had some pretty incredible goaltending as of late um you know montas has a huge upside and it's going to be really interesting to see you know how he, he continues um but um i think that uh with the right uh you know they've got the right leadership for the management and the coaches, and I think that uh, if they continue to work hard and put their best foot forward, I think you know they're going to have pretty bright futures. You know, obviously, um, I think the NHL is you know still the best hockey league in the world, and I think that um, you know I hope for for a few of them that they're going to get their chance. You know, I mean, I had a cup of coffee in the NHL. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to do it at 24 or, you know, 22, like some of these guys, is pretty exciting, you know, to have that chance to really have a career in the NHL, not, uh, like I said, my cup of coffee, you know. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's pretty special, you know, not to look past the Swedish Hockey League, but, you know, I think that um, those guys have some pretty big upsides. But tell us about the summer camp here in Jurgen. It was really tough. Yeah, it was. It was pretty challenging. It was it was difficult for me because I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, you know, coming over. But um, you know, I got the chance to go to the football game, which was incredible. And um, you know, I think that summer camp kind of set the tone for, you know, kind of um, you know, what you know, what was going to take place here, you know, that over the next, you know, six months, you know, I guess it was about six months ago. Um, yeah, it was it was really challenging. <clears throat> um, Excuse me, and uh, I think that uh, you know, had I known uh, how difficult it was been I, was going to be, I may have prepared differently. Um, last season, I had some bumps and bruises, so I took quite a lot of time off uh, this past summer to to get a healthy knee, and um, so I wasn't really in tip-top shape coming in, um, and it kind of um, kind of had a hiccup, a little bit of an injury leaving, and uh, so it kind of. Um, set me back as far as like my training is you know preparing for the start of the season um, which was which was really challenging for me um, but um, ultimately you know uh, you know the coaching staff and management have been really supportive and um, you know we they've uh, put a system in place and they were um, adamant about me training hard and preparing for the end of the season, you know, and and because that's when the hockey is going to count the most. So um, I think that uh, you know I've had some spurts here and there of uh, of good energy and physical fitness, and uh, I'm looking forward to the second half of the season to for all this uh, you know kind of hard work that we've put in to you know to kind of pay off. What do you think, Ellie? Uh, i wrote song, film, book, joke, food. Uh, what, what's uh, Matt's uh, <laughs> favorite song, film, etc.? Don't show him. Writing it. <laughs> yeah, okay. but but he can't. Uh, ah. are you a fun guy? What was that? Are you a fun guy? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, on the table here we have uh, um, mineral water. Uh, Diet Coke, Coke, and we also have Trucadero, which is a classic soft drink here in Sweden. It's an old one, hard to find. Would you like to try it? Yeah, for sure. Why not? Don't tell uh, Shumi or Patrick uh, that I'm <laughs> yeah, soda. You don't drink soda? Uh, not very often, <laughs> but uh, let's see. It's kind of sweet. Wow. Very interesting taste. It's like, um, is it similar to something in? I don't. US? I don't think I've had anything quite like that. Really. <laughs> um, that that one is close to another old popular soft drink called the uh, Sockerdricka. 
okay. sugar drink. Okay. Yeah. So you can imagine it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but how was um, Russia and Croatia? Um, it, both places, um, you know, it's a uh, completely different culture. Um, uh, my first season in the KHL, I was in Moscow, and um, I enjoyed the city. I, re- I really, I, I think I picked a good place, and I, I picked um, Spartak because of they were in Moscow, and uh, because uh, I think it would have been much more difficult to um, to start out in Russia in a smaller city. Um, so, uh, no, I, I think I really enjoyed my time in Moscow, and uh, it was really great for me um, to kind of develop as a player and kind of uh, learn about uh, kind of even just learn about myself because obviously it's not the easiest place to live, you know. Um, and then last year I started in Croatia, and it's a beautiful country. You know, I was able to get to the coastline at the beginning of the year, which is pretty cool. Um, and, and they they have pretty passionate fans as well. Um they uh, they're always filling up the arena, and uh, they really love they really love the team down there. Um, it was uh, fairly warm for the most of the time I was there, which is pretty nice. Um, and it was definitely a nice place to uh, after a long road trip in Russia to come back to. You know, and it was kind of like you're flying home and kind of getting away from uh, the hustle and bustle of Russia. And then last year I finished in a smaller city and uh, kind of like the middle of Russia, I guess you'd say, pretty close to Kazan, a uh, bigger city. Um, and it was, uh, you know, kind of a more traditional Russian experience and uh, with the Baza and um, kind of the old school Russian training. Um, you know, we we're practicing twice a day and uh, a lot of uh, physical fitness and uh, a lot of the kind of the old school, what you might read about and see about, uh, you know, the old Soviet Union Red Army teams. That's how we were training, and um, it was it was really a f- it was a very interesting ex- experience. You know, um, I think my time in the KHL, I think I kind of saw it all. You know, I had some uh, pretty unfortunate circumstances um, as far as like contracts and whatnot. But uh, you know, all these some of these stories that you hear of the KHL, some of them are true, some of them aren't. But uh, so I think I saw it all while I was there. So, what kind of stories? Um, well, you know, you hear about, uh, you know, uh, how you know some of the teams uh, have some financial difficulties and um, the coaching styles and, like I said, the training and you know some of these stories. Uh, they get it gets pretty interesting, you know, uh, but. Um, I hate to say bad things about the, you know the Russian culture, the way they do things, um, because uh, they provided me with so much, and um, you know uh, I, I enjoyed my time, and you know I never felt uh, like I was, um, you know, um, not a part of what was going on there. You know, I felt very felt very much involved. And I thought they did a pretty good job of uh, keeping keeping me feeling a part of everything, you know, because over there it's it can really easily go in the wrong direction as far as them leaving you aside and saying, oh, you know, enough with you, you know. Um, but um, yeah, as far as uh, and, and and as well, like you know, being an American, being in Russia, you know, there was a lot of uh, you know I was nervous at the first going over. Um, but, uh, as a whole, you know, I, I, you know, I couldn't, it's, it's not, it, it wasn't the big scary place that I had pictured in my head, you know, everyone was friendly and, um, it was, uh, it was actually a pretty pleasant experience for me overall. But why, uh, Russia Fr- from uh, USA to, Russia? um, I, I had, you know, uh, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do, um, after my, my last year in North America and, um, it was the first, the first few like when I, my agent uh, had first started, I guess marketing me in in Europe. Excuse me. Um, those are the first offers that came along. Nothing really else was out there at the time. So I I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna roll with this. Actually, pardon me. I had, I had one other offer in Germany, um, in Hamburg, in Germany, and uh, and my agent thought it'd be best for my development to, to give it a shot in the KHL, you know, obviously as competitive as a league as it is, um, 
you know, it was uh, it was like, okay, you know, I'm going to give it a shot in Europe. And uh, I had some concussion problems um, in my last few years in North America. So, um, I, you know, I, I thought it was time to move on to, you know, kind of uh, the bigger ice surface and kind of a more skilled play. So, so what did you find out? Let's see here. Okay. But uh, but Zagreb, it's it's um, that's uh, quite strange, you know. Um, it's the same league, but another country. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's I guess maybe six or eight teams that aren't in Russia. You know, there's a team in Kazakhstan, Minsk, a team in Slovakia, um, now Jokerit and uh, Helsinki, um, Riga. You know, there are quite a few teams that are outside, and it's uh, it's much easier as an import player to to play in one of those teams, or you're outside of Russia. And um, they don't have as strict uh, import rules, so they have more more uh, North American players. So it's easier for a guy like myself to go there and um, kind of feel comfortable. You know, I kind of got uh, my first year. Um, you know, my my world kind of got turned upside down um, in, in Russia. Um, about halfway through the season, they, the team had some big financial crises, and uh, so um, you know, I thought it was time to. To go to a team where I could, you know, kind of get my feet back underneath me in uh, in Croatia. So, what's your favorite song? My favorite song. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I have no idea what it says on that paper. Um, it's not the title. It's just. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Do you I, have any uh, songs that I, you like? Probably something about the Stone Table Pilots, maybe by Scott Weiland, but Mm-mm. I don't know. The twenty first day of September. Oh yeah, <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes, of course. <laughs> Why? Uh, I think it's like a song that everyone can dance to. I think if you go to a wedding, um, you know, and that uh, actually I feel silly that I didn't answer that question <laughs> the right way, but uh, <laughs> I feel like at a wedding, if uh, if that song is played, you know, like grandma and. Uh, and the nieces uh, or the and the grandchildren can all dance to it and i i enjoy it when everyone's happy and dancing so do you you enjoy dancing yeah yeah of course yeah yeah i'm not i'm not the best at it but so I, you're not the guy at the bar drinking mineral water <laughs> no okay no and and the, your favorite uh, movie um maybe conspiracy theory no could be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Got that did, one right. Did, did you type every movie? Yeah. Or a movie? It's kind of it's kind of a joke because Matt gets really passionate about like <laughs> every movie is like you got to see this, you got to see this. So, like he's always spitting out lines for movies. I also said Uncle Vinny because that's oh my one. cousin Vinny. My cousin. It's my cousin Vinny. Uh, <laughs> so do you have any favorite lines? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh man, it's too many. I think. Uh, Nothing that comes to you know, t- nothing that comes to me right now, at least. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And the uh, the book, Unbroken. 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know if you guys have read it. Where uh, there's a movie, a movie last year is about a um, a guy who was a uh, kind of going for the Olympics as an athlete. Uh, just before World War One, I, I believe, and um, he was an incredible athlete. I think he ran a four-minute mile or pretty close to it. And um, he ends up going to the service, and his plane gets shot down, and he's a prisoner of war for over a year, I believe. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but uh, he survives like 90 days in a raft um, in the ocean. In the, in the Pacific, and then um, finally gets captured by the Japanese and is tortured for another, let's say, 90 days or six months at a time. And um, he survives, and it's a pretty incredible story. It was pretty something, a very, very well-written book, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a must-read, I think. <laughs> are, are you <laughs> reading a lot of books? Um, not very often. You know, I, I think I read about five or ten pages at a time before I go to sleep. You know, at night, I'm falling asleep as soon as I start reading. But, no, I'm not such a big reader. But uh, we enjoy go- going to the movies here. Um, to, you know, in the afternoons, uh, kind of kill some time, and we enjoy uh, kind of getting out. We're always in Sodom uh, watching movies. So. so, so how do you spend your time during your away trips? Um, like on the road, like when yeah. we travel. Um, well, a lot of days we're traveling just the day of the game, you know. So we're kind of in and out. But um, I'm rooming with uh, Patrick uh, Thorson, so. We're always having good laughs, and um, you know we share a lot of experiences. And uh, you know he's a great, a great guy for me because uh, you know we're both guy. You know obviously he's uh, Scandinavian, but uh, you know we're not both non-Swedish guys, and a little bit older. So um, you know we have a lot of the same interests, and um, it's really helpful for me to talk to a guy of his caliber. And um, you know obviously his achievements are pretty. You know, um, pretty outstanding, and his career—it's—it's uh, it's pretty impressive. You know, kind of like what he's done, and um, he's gone, you know, above and beyond to make me feel a part of the team. You know, because a lot of times, uh, you know, I, you know, I need him to help me translate, and um, he's—he's uh, really kind of been my right hand man, and uh, really, you know, he's—I uh, can't say thank, thank, thanks enough to him because he's been really helpful. So you're not like so old seniors uh, doing crosswords and playing bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah but we have our moments, but uh, you know, um, I think our experience is what's really um, helpful to you know kind of some of these other players. And and you know his, you know h- him playing at the national level and um, is something I look up to as well. You know, so uh, I think we're all learn- kind of learning from each other. So have you found any favorite spots uh, when you are on the road? Like me personally, when I pass Lin Shopping on the way to Yun Shopping, on the right side, there's an old, old oak. And every time I pass it, I, I have to say, that's the most beautiful oak of Efira. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I... I I don't think I've been here long enough to start to start doing that, but uh, maybe next season if I'm if I'm back. And um, but um, you know, actually, uh, me and Ali have gone up to um, just outside Ostershund, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, and uh, spent some time up there. Um, about a, like over the last national break, we had two days, and we drove up there, and um, we really enjoy um, you know kind of getting out and seeing you know more of Stockholm. We're anxious actually to get up. Uh, to uh northern stock uh pardon me sweden as well um there's a uh hotel that we're interested in that's uh, kind of set like just south of the arctic circle and um we're we're both very outdoorsy people so we're we're interested in and stuff like this so what do you think about sweden as a country um we i think that uh it's going to be interesting we have this next presidential uh uh, nomination coming up and there's a candidate from Vermont where where Ali's from that's uh, that's saying that the United States needs to take on more of the Scandinavian way and uh, you know we're, we're we're we are both of us are pretty amazed at the, the you know the way the country is running and um, just the uh, the lifestyle you know I think that uh, it's it's amazing you know between um, the amount of uh, 
days that you receive after you know your your child is born. Obviously, you know you have heavy heavy taxes and all this, but um, you know like you have all this parental leave and the free education and healthcare and um, I, I understand like you know you're paying for it through your taxes and this, but for us it's much different where we have to pay. So when I say free, I, I don't mean that you know I understand that you guys pay for your healthcare and like oh, oh, long term. But, um, you know, we, we uh, as a society in the United States, you know, these are things that uh, we're always nervous about. You know, I always say we have to save our money for a rainy day, you know, or for, you know, God forbid there is catastrophe. Um, you know, we don't have the security that you folks have. And that's something that we admire and something that we um, think about overall, you know, it's such a better quality of living. Um, and... Um, you know, you have such a freer mind and any, um, um, everything seems to be in place, you know, like, uh, you're developing people and, um, everyone doing great things. And I don't know, it's pretty, we, we, we've really enjoyed our time and, um, it's pretty, we, we think it's a pretty amazing system that you folks have and, um, we're, we're envious. That's for sure. We're jealous. <laughs> It says here in, in my paper, Ali wrote that you eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty simple eater. So um, there's a lot of lean meat and I, I don't know if she ever wrote yogurt as well. <laughs> I'm eating yogurt all the time. But uh, yeah, we, uh, I don't know. I think with uh, what I've learned over the years, if I keep my diet simple, I can kind of, I can, it's one less thing I can, uh, let's say, uh, if I'm not feeling well, you know, it's not because I'm not eating properly, you know? So if I keep my diet simple and, you know, have my staples like chicken or whatever, um, I'm able to, you know, kind of keep my energy levels high. So <laughs> do you miss anything from the States? Um, one of our visitors recently brought graham crackers with them. And they left them with us. They brought a whole box for themselves while they were here, and then they left them with us. And I think we both enjoyed. We're like savoring the last like four of them. <laughs> um, otherwise, I can't think of anything that we we don't eat here. Um, Frank's hot sauce. It's hard to find. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you miss your family? Um, yeah, they, they, fortunately, like everyone has been able to come over and visit and, uh, we spent a lot, you know, when they're here, we get to spend a lot of quality time with them. So, um, that's been really nice. Um, yeah, it, you know, I think, uh, this is my third or fourth year in Europe, so I'm kind of getting used to, you know, the kind of the lifestyle and, um, you know, I definitely make up for it in, the, in my time off when I go home and I can spend time with my family and. Um, but yeah, it can be, can be trying at times. Um, my sister is going to have a, a child soon. So, uh, you know, we're all excited about that. So that's definitely something I'm going to get missed out on the holidays. You know, it becomes tough, but, um, you know, I, I have, uh, you know, I have a family at, at, at work, you know, at, uh, in the locker room and, um, it makes me feel, um, you know, a lot more comfortable. And, uh, so it's not so bad. And how is it for you? You don't have the locker room. No. Um, you know, it's nice. We, uh, like Matt said, we've had visitors. And uh, I don't know. I have a dog, too, that we we have with us. And he's been with us for, well, he's been with me for 10 years. So he's sort of like my family. So as long as he's around, you know, we feel okay. Um, but, yeah, of course, I miss my family. and um, But, you know. We've, I think we're both sort of surprised at how quickly time has passed. So we know we won't be here forever, but um, so that sort of keeps you going too. So your dog has a passport? Sort of, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> They have, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, I had to do a lot of paperwork to get him here. <laughs> does, he, does he speak um, Swedish dog language? <laughs> Probably better than we do. <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of dog? Um, a Siberian Husky. Okay. They're yeah. huge. He's big, they? yeah. Yeah. How many kilos? Seventy kilos, I think. Seven no, or sixty-five. Oh, thirty-five kilos, seventy yeah. pounds. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Thirty-five yeah. kilos. It's actually a uh, crazy story. The day that Allie flew to Sweden, um, she arrived with the dog, and um, uh, KG picked Allie up and uh, and and the dog, and 
got them back to the apartment and I came back from practice. And, oh, hey, like haven't seen Allie in over a month and it was exciting. And um, all of a sudden the dog uh, was, was not doing so well. So uh, within like an hour's time, we, we went to um, the vet, the veterinarian, and um, we see the doctor. And I think Allie had been in Sweden for maybe four hours. And uh, the doctor looked at us and said, well, you have two choices. Either you can lay him down or he has to have emergency surgery or he'll die right now. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we, we elected to have the surgery. And... Um, and he he stayed. I guess he stayed for three or four days. Yeah. But uh, luckily, he's okay. I guess because of all the turbulence of the flying, and uh, we gave him a bath when he got home. And uh, I guess like if they because they have they get very nervous, their stomachs can twist. Mm -hmm. And um, once the stomach twists, it can become very dangerous. And they had to go in and do some surgery to uh, so he wouldn't die right away. So it was pretty pretty hectic the first yeah. uh, few few hours for Ali in Sweden. <laughs> Yeah. Is it easy to have a dog here in the city? Um, well, we live a little bit south, you know, um, and so I think the neighborhood that we live in, it's a little bit easier. Uh, he's definitely more of like a country dog than a city dog, so I think he probably appreciates that too, but I don't think it'd be that difficult even in the, you know, more of a city center because there's so much green parks. You know, there are a lot of green parks in your city, so. So it's the, um, the dog shit, uh, shit chat walk. Uh, the the dog walk with the shit chat with the other people who has dog is that is that the same kind of uh, talk in in the states yeah. and here yeah I um I think so you mean like meeting other people on the yeah. path or whatever yeah what's, I think what, what 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 what's the first you ask or I've I feel like well because here your dogs haven't been allowed to be fixed right and the, you know Chase my our dog is fixed so I think that's the first question is if one of the dogs is off a leash that's the first question um and then otherwise it's just the, what's the name oh, male or female you know but, yeah. but he's he's like the number one star when walk we're walking around he's he's a big attraction you know he's a this nice white fluffy dog and he gets a lot of uh, attention and he likes it so <laughs> so he used to he's used to that to get that attention yeah yeah he likes it he gets all proud and uh you know, uh, Allie really is a great dog owner, and he, he he requires a lot of attention just because he's kind of like uh, almost like part wolf, or, you know. So he needs a lot of uh, exercise, and uh, he's pretty high maintenance. But uh, you know, it's our little our little world at home is just us two, and the, you know, it's me and Allie and the dog. So we probably pay a little bit too much attention <laughs> to his behavior than than uh, than we should. But uh, yeah, it's okay. He's he's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's been. Like I said, for a lot of the downtime, and especially for Allie, having you know a dog like that or a pet, it's been really helpful. So, you didn't write anything about Matt's uh, favorite joke. I know he's. I feel like you're always joking around. I don't know what your favorite. I don't know. Man, <laughs> I'm not sure. No. no, it's not a stand-up comedian yeah. show. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> was, 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 oh uh, you know what? Um, I always say. Uh, Wow, well, no, never mind. It's, uh, it's not appropriate. <laughs> what, what kind of jokes do you like? <laughs> What's that? What, what kind? I like witty jokes. I don't really like dirty jokes. I like witty jokes that make you kind of think a little bit, and then uh, then you you know you get it. But uh, um, I always say, actually, me and my family, we joke around and say, "How long is a Chinaman?" And everyone kind of looks around, and then uh, and it's not a question; it's a statement. The man from China, his name is How Long. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> so how long is it trying it's, it's a tricky one yeah sure yeah. question yeah, you like joke. word twisting yeah yeah but uh, i think a lot of a lot of times that i'm joking around the locker room sometimes in english uh they it's not translated the same you know so um, my jokes don't seem they seem funny to me but maybe not to the other guys you know <laughs> so do, do you uh, play around with other guys like uh have tape inside the water yeah yeah we're always fooling around uh there hasn't been too many too, too much of it but uh i think it's actually picked today uh philip's home's birthday and he got uh so a couple of surprises today which is fun but you know it keeps it actually patrick's really good about stuff like that too you know in the locker room keeping it light and you know because we're, we're always working so hard and it's important to kind of take a step back and and joke around like that so um 
but yeah, we have we have a few jokesters on the team. I'm usually, I kind of just lay lay and watch, you know. But uh, Holm get the cake today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a pretty cool uh, tradition that you guys have here. Uh, for when it's at home, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when it's your birthday, it would be more common for other people to make you a cake. You know, it's it wouldn't it's not uh, common for you to provide cake for everyone else. So that that was that's a was a bit of an adjustment, but uh, I I like it. I I really do. I think it's I think it's cool. Uh, are are you pleased with your own uh, game this season? Um, yes and no. I think uh, you know if you're ever too comfortable, I don't think it's healthy. You know, um, but um, you know I, I'm still a, I, I as much as I'd like to say that I'm comfortable and uh, you know I'm used to the to the you know. That um, you know the Swedish game. I'm still learning. Uh, you know it. Uh, it wasn't the smoothest start for me. You know, um, but uh, I think that uh, you know I'm very capable of playing this style of hockey, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how the re- you know uh, the the rest of the season goes. You know, um, we're obviously in pretty good positioning right now. And we got a couple games before the break, and uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to finishing the season. You know, I've had spurts of good play, <clears throat> but I'm really lo- looking forward. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. You know, with anything in life, and I'm um, really looking forward to the back half of the season. What what kind of player would you like to be? Um, you know, I'm a, I think a pretty versatile player. I think that that's kind of what's got me to where I am today. I'm, um, I, I always say I'm, uh, maybe I'm like the jack of all trades, but really don't have master of one. You know, I don't really do anything so exceptional, but I think I can do many different things, you know? Um, and, uh, I think that's what, um, kind of, uh, defines me you know i can fit in in many different places i can play center i can play wing i can play uh defense on the power play i can play in front on the power play i can i can penalty kill i can take face-offs i can i can do many different things you know um so it's really it's really nice for me to play with players that are very skilled and talented because um i think i can um really uh um kind of get them the puck and uh do the dirty work and and kind of help them, you know, with with their uh, you know, blessed ab- abilities. What about the the face-offs? You have um you do it on your own way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. I I the past like I've always kind of taken pride in face-offs and um yeah, I struggled in the beginning of the season for quite a while. Um but uh you know, recently I'm kind of getting used to the Swedish referees now. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's always been a kind of a skill I've kind of developed and worked at over time. But uh, you know, it's there that I always, uh, you know, that's like something I don't really don't like to talk about because, it, like, as well as you can do with faceoffs, it can it can go it can go uh, bad uh, just as quickly. You know, it's like uh, talking about a shutout. I, you know, like uh, for a goalie, it's like don't. I, so I don't I don't like to talk about it too much. You know, it's like. Uh, I feel like the more I think about it, the the more challenging it gets when I go in and I just uh, I just react. I have good. Uh, um, I guess I'm a little superstitious about the faceoffs. I don't really like to talk about them too. But much. but what's the difference between the referees here in Sweden? Oh, I think that they allow. I think the the Swedish players are are used to um, uh, kind of how much they can get away with. You know, there are rules with the faceoff. But they're, uh, I guess, like any other rule, they're meant to be to be bent or broken. And uh, I think a lot of the experienced guys uh, in the league that are taking faceoffs have mastered, you know, kind of bending the rules and um, kind of, uh, you know, I guess you'd say cheating a little bit and uh, you know, getting an advantage. So uh, now that I, I've kind of learned the ways and I'm kind of cheating just as much myself, I think I'm giving myself a better better opportunity. Um, but uh, you know it's a big part of the game, and coming down the stretch here, the back half of the season, it's going to become even more important because puck possession is going to be so crucial, you know. And um, yeah, it's uh, so it's going to be exciting the rest of the way. Last year, 
um, two guys went to the penalty box with like um, one minute left on the second. And uh, the, uh, the guy in uh, the other team, he went off uh, straight to the locker room. Uh, and uh, when the third started, he was on the ice. Uh, no, he, he went to the penalty box and then he started mm-hmm. to play again. But uh, the rule says if you leave the penalty box uh, like he did, you can't play anymore. But the referees didn't know what to do because it didn't say anything about that in the rule book. Oh, wow. Huh. <laughs> what did they end up doing? They let him play or no? Yeah, he played. Oh, he did play, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that actually happened to me uh, in the last game. I had a penalty with a minute and a half remaining in the period, and I thought they were going to let me go off to the to the dressing room, but I went in the penalty box, and uh, so I was I was curious to see what they were going. But I didn't know what the rule was, you know. Anyways, but uh, actually, I I, I think uh, Philip Holm came in as well, and he didn't have a stick at the time. So they stopped the play before they dropped the puck. They stopped and they got Philip his stick, but I think it didn't matter whether he had a stick or not because he wouldn't be able to come out of the penalty <laughs> box. You know, so but it's okay. He got a stick, so it's okay. <laughs> Have you had any other uh, funny memories like that? Um, not so far here. Uh, no, nothing that really comes to the top of my head. Um, hmm. Is it more fun to play five to five or box play or power play? Um, I think, you know, obviously playing on the power play is pretty fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, when you, um, when you play box play, you kind of have this special, I, I don't play very often, but you, you kind of have this special bond with, with your with the guys that you're playing with in box play because you know that you have one less player on the ice and it's kind of like you have this your own little like uh click or family you know and you take a lot of pride you know i think um when you kill the penalty you know and it can really change the momentum of a game you know um so i think uh box play is it's a lot of fun what do you think about the, the other teams in the swedish league Yeah, I'm I'm still learning and but you can see that each team has their own kind of identity and own kind of uh history, I guess you'd say. You know, we haven't played in all the away teams arenas, but I think we've played everyone in the league so far. So, um it's going to be interesting to see some of the teams uh like we haven't played actual FDO yet. And uh I'm not sure who else we haven't played at their arena yet, but uh, some of the places some of the other arenas are difficult to play at, you know. But I don't imagine that anywhere as a visiting player is, is worse than coming to play at Ovet. You know, I think that the the environment that's created has to be re- extremely difficult um, on the opposing teams. Um, so I would, you know, uh, I think that, uh, you know, our this is a pretty special place. You know, I think this is probably the hardest place to play as a visiting team, for sure. Do you remember the first time when you entered Hovet, uh, the first game, the feeling? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty special, you know. I think uh, actually someone just asked me this this question. A family member of mine asked me the other day, you know, what it's like to come out of that tunnel, you know, when everyone's screaming and, you know, it's uh, if you can't uh, if you don't if you can't feel good uh, coming out of there, I don't know what what will make you feel good, you know. Uh, but at the same time, you know the energy that they're creating, the fans, and um, the excitement is something that we, you know, we need to learn how to, um, um, you know, use properly as well. You know, I think that uh, if if we just come out and and go crazy right off the right out of the uh, uh, right off the start of the game, uh, we have to we we have to use that energy properly. You know, we have to keep our heads about us and not let all that energy kind of overwhelm us, you know? And I think at this point in the season, you know, we've done a pretty good job at that. And, um, you know, we've got to continue to use uh, that energy properly. Do you have any special routines before practices and uh, and games? Like um, first skate, uh, the first to right skate or left uh, skate? You know, actually, I, I do... Uh, I do always tie my right skate first uh, before my left skate, but I don't do it like... Uh, because it's superstition it's just uh, I, I i always grab the right one first for whatever reason um i was talking about it with um with elaine 
uh, he sits next to me in the dressing room. And uh, we were talking about it the other day how we always tie. I think he ties his right skate first all the time as well. And it does feel funny if I tie my left skate first. I don't know why, but uh, eh, it doesn't matter for me. I, I'm not. Uh, maybe when I was younger, I would be more uh, rigid, you know, and so focused on what how I was preparing. But now, um, it's more how I feeling mentally, you know, and getting sharp, preparing for a game and all that. So, but it's, but it's a lot of young players in the team. Yeah, you are one of the oldest. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's something like I'm, you know, pretty comfortable with. I've always kind of been like a leader, um, you know, uh, on my team as far as like a captain or assistant captain, you know, especially in college and whatnot. But um, yeah, I th- um, I'm, I'm trying my best to you know to share my knowledge and um, my perspective on the game. But I think at the end of the day, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, it's up to them also to to uh you know embrace their opportunities as younger players and um um just keep working hard you know um it's uh you know you pick up different things and i i've picked up different things from players that i've played with along the way and uh sometimes you don't realize um as an as an older guy how much they're kind of like absorbing and how much they're watching and paying attention but uh it's nothing that uh I'm not used to, or you know, it's pretty comfortable for me. So, what you, can you do for a young player like uh, Jonathan Davidson when he plays his first game? Can you? Are you that guy that gives him? Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's really encouraging. You know, even we had um, uh, Forsberg. Uh, I forget his first. Is it Philip? Fredrik. W- was that? Fredrik Forsberg. Yeah, in the beginning of the season, he was playing a lot and. Um, you know i had a good relationship with him and and now uh davidson like it's uh it, just to get him to relax is the, i think is the most important because there's so much excitement his first game and this and that but uh you know patrick is really was really good about it this week and you know before the games sometimes we'll put money on the board and if we win the game the money goes towards our our team fund and uh so this week uh we had a lot of people putting money on the board cuz we had big games coming up And uh, so before the game, Patrick said to uh, Davidson, he said, uh, he said, you know, you're going to put money on the board. And he's, well, you know, he's a young guy. Maybe he's not, not making so much money or whatever the case might be. So Patrick said to him, well, well, how about you can bake a cake? If we, if, if you, if we win the game, you can bake a cake and everyone can have cake. And sure, we won. And on, uh, on Monday, yesterday, Uh, we all had cake from his mom, which is fantastic. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So, how will you celebrate Christmas? Um, we're we're not too sure actually just yet, but uh, because uh, Ali's uh, residence visa, we're not sure if Ali can leave Sweden just yet. But um, either way, we'll be here on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Um, but where we we may travel. Uh, We're not sure where we're going to go just yet. Whether we'll be able to leave Sweden, or maybe we'll go back up north, or try a different city, or you know, um, maybe have some visitors. We're not sure yet, but uh, we'll be here on the twenty fourth, and we've got uh, a little tree and some uh, Christmas decorations at home to make it feel nice and warm for Christmas. So we'll see. <coughs> Excuse me. What, what do you What do you think Santa will give you this year? Oh boy, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure, uh, you know, just um, having, you know, your family, you know, it's me and Allie and our dog. I think it's pretty, uh, I think that's most important, you know. I think just having your health and uh, family and friends is uh, kind of the most important thing and all I could really ask for, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's really it. So we're pretty happy you with had, that. Uh, given the same answer for 10 years ago? Uh, probably not, you know, uh, recently my, my dad has had some health problems and, uh, it's kind of really put things in perspective for me and like our family. And I've always had a, I've, I've always been close to my family, but I think now more than ever, um, being that, uh, you know, we've had some scares, you know, with health and some, uh, so, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, something money can buy. That's for sure. That's going to give me a nice Christmas. Do, do you have a big family? No, I don't. Pretty small family. Um, just I've got one sister, 
and um, my dad was the only child and my mom just has one brother so we don't have like a big extended family either so uh, you know, we're a pretty tight-knit group at home you will I have one last question so do you have yeah I, I have one more um, okay if we're going back to your childhood um, how did your child room look like oh I had uh I had uh, some hockey wallpaper on the walls and um I always had uh the, the stars that glowed glow in the dark on the ceiling. That was always a big I don't know for whatever reason I always enjoyed that. Um but that's what I remember most about my childhood uh bedroom. I wasn't allowed to have a television. So it was really pretty much just sleeping that was going on in in my bedroom. So uh what was it hockey posters with old Eurogordon players? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had uh, uh, Tommy Abilene who was a coach of mine as well. So, um, you know, and actually going back now, I, you know, I start to realize like how many players that I've played with or come across. You know, I recognize your garden all the time now, whether it's their youth programs or whether players that play in the NHL. And, um, and t- Tommy Abilene, Tommy Abilene, he has been playing in the Eurogarden. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was uh, a long time ago. Yeah, he he was my coach for three years in Albany. Uh, so. Did, did you speak with him before you went there? Uh, no, I didn't actually. But uh, I do remember that Tommy would ride his bike to the rink every day, and uh, and I would say, Tommy, like, well, I don't understand. You're riding so far, but he said it's normal for me. Why wouldn't I ride my bike? You know, like, everyone's riding their bike, and that's one thing we've noticed here too is so many more people riding their bicycles everywhere, and um, I actually start was riding my bike to the arena as well. I live much closer. And the management from the Devils wasn't very happy that I was riding my bike to the arena. And I said, "What's what's the problem? Like, I ride my bike. It's okay, you know." Like, uh, but and Tommy was the same way. Uh, so we kind of had this bond over riding our bikes to the arena. And, and my last question is: uh, Do you know the lyrics to the the goal song? No, I just I really enjoy when those bells go off. I know that, but you know them. the melody. What's that? <laughs> uh, Jingle bells. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, someone, uh, Ali's dad, actually commented on it this week, and he said it sounds very familiar, but we couldn't think uh, we couldn't uh, think of what the song was. Uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize it is Jingle Bells, but with with a Swedish translation. Klockan slår, klockan slår, Djurgården gjorde mål. Wow, it's good to know. Thank you. Ja, oh, bet. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, appreciate thank you. It. Yeah. Det här var lucka nummer 14 i Djurgårdens julkalender. Ett möte med nummer 29, Matt Anderson på difockey.se. Under rubriken Fans finns en underflik som heter Radiointervjuer. Och där finns intervjuer med Säcken, Marcus Sörensen och bland annat Manta Sarmalis. Tack för att ni har lyssnat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.